Hello, and welcome to the Platform Podcast, hosted by Marketplace Advisory Board Chair L. Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on all things startups. The Platform Podcast features conversations with founders, operators, and experts tackling a myriad of topics facing the marketplace and sharing economy startup ecosystem. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not professional advice. For specific issues, please seek an appropriate professional or contact us at info at marketplacerisk.com for more information. And now, without further ado, I will hand things over to Elle. Hello, and welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Today, I am joined by Rebecca Heaps, who is founder of TentShare. Rebecca, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's exciting to be on here. It's great to have you. And we last uh, saw you in person at the Sharing Economy Global Summit, which was in November last year, and it's going to be in October this year. So I'm hoping we will get to see you again then. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It was so um, interesting last year and uh, looking forward again to speaking um, at it this year. Brilliant. Well, we look forward to, to having you and seeing you. You have a, a really interesting startup. So we will get into the job of talking about our first of all, Tentshare. Um, so how, you know, how would you describe that to somebody? What's your what's your elevator pitch? So Tentshare is a peer-to-peer tent lending platform initially, but then usually what I do, Elle, is I ask if you own a tent. Elle, do you own a tent? Well, I would say that there is one in my household. I wouldn't Great. say that it was something that I purchased, not being particularly out Okay, so that's fine. You have a tent in your vicinity. So you can be a customer of TentShare, which means um, you could use that tent to make some money. So you can upload it to the TentShare platform and then obviously get the permission of the owner. Um, and then you can rent it out to someone in your local community and make some money. Or if you didn't have a tent and your answer was, no, I don't have a tent, you could go to the TentShare platform and you could rent a tent from someone in your local community. Because I think everybody or most people, if they've ever been camping, have one or two tents that they use perhaps never anymore and sometimes only a couple of times. So this this item that, that the the sharing economy platform is enabling the, the sharing of is something which is infrequently used, which presumably makes it perfect for that peer-to-peer model because it could be that, you know, you, you're not going to be using it when somebody else wants to borrow it. In terms of value, though, do you feel that um, a tent-sharing platform is something that people might think, yes, but I can pick up a cheap tent. And if so, what's the problem with that? Okay, so yeah, um, you can pick up a cheap tent, but what you will um, receive is a cheap tent and and it perhaps won't be fit for the purpose that you want to use it for. The beauty of um, tent sharing is that um, the more we use an item, the uh, lower the carbon footprint becomes of that item. So every tent, if you imagine every tent has a carbon cost, or let me tell you the story of a tent, a single-use tent, and this Mm. is what I'm trying to reduce, is people using tents just once or twice because um, it's not great for our planet and and it's not great for our carbon emissions. Mm. So imagine a tent is designed, a single-use pop-up tent, it's designed and uh, the design is sent to Vietnam 
or somewhere like that to be made. And then it shipped all the way across from Vietnam to our borders, to the UK borders. And, and Rebecca, and, what is it actually made of? Oh, excuse my ignorance. Well, yeah, no, please. Most tents um, are made of 99% plastic, They're fiberglass poles which is plastic and and the nylon is is mostly plastic so it's pretty much a plastic item and it has a carbon cost um the equivalent to 350 bottles uh plastic bottles all piled up that's Mm. one single use tent little festival tent so yeah so then the tent gets um arrives at the border and then it travels all the way to the shop where someone travels to the shop to pick it up and travels back home and then they travel to their campsite or perhaps their festival they use it for a weekend they because it's cheap and not fit for the purpose that they've bought it for maybe it's not um, big enough or it's just a single skin so it leaks um, then they never camp again and so that and then they get the tent would stay in an attic or it might go to landfill So you can see that that's a lot, a big carbon journey or a lot of energy being put into something that is only used once. So Tentshare is there for us to start sharing our resources and using our our items as much as possible. And then Tentshare also is um, trying to close the circle. So instead of a tent, a broken or unused tent going to landfill, um, we send them to um, some great little small businesses who repurpose them into bags and makeup bags and all sort and flags and all sorts of interesting items. So it keeps it out of landfill for as long as possible. Fantastic. So tell me about where you got the idea for this from, because I love the way quite often founders notice something or have a problem themselves that they want to solve and realise that nobody else is solving that. And you know, I'd I'd know that your background isn't in sort of tech startups. Um, so maybe no. tell me a bit about about your journey as as we yeah sure. So so I'm a fully qualified primary school teacher, so not in the tech startup world at all. Um, but also love camping, and uh, I was a single mother and wanted to try and earn a little bit of extra money, and was racking my brains to think of an asset that I had that I would be able to rent out and I suddenly remembered that I've got a bell tent that I use one or two times a year and I started to rent it out to neighbours and people in my local area and then I thought well there must be I must be able to get a wider reach because it was so successful and people love doing it and I'll put it on a directory where we can all share tents and I went to look for one and one did not exist and so I created one. (laughs) Someone was actually saying to me, I was moaning about the fact that there wasn't a centralised directory. Um, And someone said to me, we'll stop moaning about it and create one. And And that's how Tenshare came about. Was this before there were, um, you know, platforms and and apps that maybe enable people to to rent their their stuff locally? Was this before these types of platform were becoming a bit more mainstream? Not that they're completely mainstream now, but there are some. Well, yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, I just Googled and Googled and it was, I only launched it, uh, well, just beginning of COVID 2020. um, And I I literally couldn't find anything else that existed. And I I spent a long time and I challenged quite a few people to find something for me um, where I could put my tent and and reach a wider audience. And and as far as I'm aware, one doesn't exist. There are some popping up now. um, 
so uh, that's interesting and lovely to see because I think there's enough tents in the world that we can mm-hmm. all share. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think I probably tent share was the first one of its kind. That's brilliant, and I know that from you know my own research that around the this type of travel, whether it's um, sharing you know your your space with campers that want to camp there, or maybe renting out your RV or uh, camper van there there are other people operating in in this space but the actual tent itself as an item is not one that um, I've ever seen a sharing platform for so I mean that makes you a real pioneer um, in that sense yeah and and the sharing economy as we know the sharing economy business model is is quite new quite a new model into um and quite a new sector so it's a lovely it's a great place to be it's so interesting and and I love all the challenges and different conversations we're all having as sharing economy business owners um, about how to solve some of the issues that uh, are being created by this new model. So tell me a bit about the timing of all this because you mentioned that TentShare was started just before the pandemic and I know a lot of sort of travel related sharing economy startups had real problems in 2020 and and beyond because of restrictions but was this one type of travel that people were still able to do in in a a sort of paired back form Mm. well initially i think 2020 everyone was we didn't really know much about um covid and how it worked and a lot of people were very reluctant to share there was a big um a, a big reluctance to share their things because we were thinking that it was um, passed on by touch, weren't we, and by surfaces. Um, and so that that meant that it was quite difficult to get it going in 2020. And 2021 saw a massive increase in people camping because we all had to stay in the UK. Um, and also it was brilliant because um, being out in the fresh air meant that your risk of passing or receiving covid was reduced and so yeah there was a huge upswing i think it was i think camping went up by something like 500 percent in 2021 which was amazing so your timing was you know initially maybe problematic but turned into in into a good thing um in the following year yeah and it gave me it gave me a good chance to slowly launch and prove the model and now we're just you know we're cooking with gas now we're just uh uh, people are um, coming onto the platform all the time, every day. I'm getting a little ping on my phone, which is lovely. <laughs> That's great. So tell me a bit more about your your users and your providers and what sort of people the, the platform is attracting. And also, I want to hear a bit about the you know the barriers that they have to to actually renting out or renting whichever side you know that there are they're actually on because I know that sometimes it's just getting over that initial kind of you know that obstacle of of understanding how it works how do you persuade people this is the right thing to do and what what sort of people are they yeah absolutely and 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 that is probably the most difficult thing is to ask people to list their tent and share it with someone you'd think it'd be easy wouldn't you or a simple idea but um there are a number of objections that people do have about sharing their their stuff and and tent share we've worked really hard to try and limit and uh, reduce those worries for people um the first thing i would say is um we have a tent share pledge and this has been the very um, nub of really of tenure um, and it's to do with uh, trust um, equality people treating people equally and according to their needs um, 
looking after nature um, and a, a, a peace or a synergy. Um, so a willingness to, um, to take on any challenge with peace in, in your heart. So that's the type of people that I would that Tenshare wants to attract. And that's the initial pledge that um, I ask people to look at. But then, of course, people do worry that their tent is going to get damaged or that it's going to get not returned. And so there are a number of other protection um, areas that we've got in place. So the first one is there is a review system where the tent person who is renting out their tent can review the person who is renting the tent and vice versa so both people start to we start to build up a little just like airbnb actually you start to build up a little review um uh uh, a catalog of the reviews that you've had and good testimonials you can see that you're a trustworthy tent renter or a trustworthy tent sharer um we also have the super hog lenders guarantee so and that's optional so for one pound fifty but £1.20 per booking, they will verify uh, the person who is borrowing your tent and then they will um, protect you for damages to your tent for up to £500. Most tents are, you know, around that price. Uh, uh, in fact, a lot of tents are more than that. But um, yeah, for the moment, it's up to £500. Uh, and and to be fair, I've been renting out my bell tent for the last three years and I've never had an issue. And I think one of the most important elements is that is that I actually meet the person who's going to borrow my tent. I make sure that they um, are going to be using it for at a campsite and not just taking it to a festival with a load of teens. Um, I make sure that um, it's fit for the purpose that they want to use it for. And, and then I see them and I hand the tent over to them and I look at them. And I say, please look after my tent and bring it back because I really love it. And I've never had an issue in three years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So is that personal handover and that local approach in that sense, is that scalable? And, you know, how have you planned for the expansion of of tent share when Mm. people are wanting to maybe do it in a less sort of, you know, face to face way? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the beauty of uh, technology today is it can be um, nationwide um, and yet every tent has an owner and therefore every owner has the um, has the autonomy to meet every person that, that's mm-hmm. uh, renting their tent. Um, and that's the beauty. It, go, it goes really wide and then comes down to actually individuals. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to uh, you know, expand it and make it into a small business, then, you know, you would be quite free to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, so that there's a possibility there. But yeah, um, because I'm I'm overseeing it all uh, and I can see behind the scenes of what's going on, I'm able to keep an eye on um, the, the um, rentals that are being made mm-hmm. between different um, parties. And is it the case that somebody will always have to travel to, to collect the tent or could it be sometimes that the tent is put up for them in a in a location and they go to the tent rather than to the owner how does that part work because it's not presumably always that the owner is Mm. going to be at the place where the person wants to camp yeah absolutely so there's so many different ways that this can operate so um i know someone who's got uh, just about to put get some tents um and put them up in the new forest and they're so close to a campsite so what they are going to offer for an extra a small extra fee is that they can set up the tent and have it there ready waiting for you at the campsite when you arrive so you rent a tent and then you negotiate with katie as she's as she is called um 
to to pitch the tent for you and that can be negotiated between the person who owns the tent and the person who would like to borrow the tent so you can negotiate the terms as the tent owner that you want to deal with and some people just only do a collection and delivery service so some um amanda who lives not far from me she doesn't drive so therefore if anyone wants to rent her tent they have to come and collect it and then they have to uh, bring it back to her and that's all reflected in um how much you want to uh, how much you charge for your tent uh, so someone with a little tiny pop-up that isn't of much value would charge a lot less than somebody with a big old glamping bell tent um, with all the interior styling and beautiful mm-hmm. beds etc so yeah there's something to suit everyone that's that's the idea for tent shag you know as the tent owner you're making money but as the person who is renting a tent you're getting something for an affordable price that maybe you wouldn't want to buy and keep and store yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. We're talking about payments there because I, I just want to get into that uh, briefly. This exchange um, on the platform. How do people set the price? How do, do how do you help them to do that? And and how safe is that transaction? Um, have you found so far? Yeah. So so far, it's it's all worked well. Um, I haven't we haven't had any issues so far just a couple of of wrong pressed buttons but it's all automated um through a software package that I use called ShareTribe so the whole uh, system is automated apart from um there's a um if you want to there's an optional deposit system too so you can ask the tent the person who's borrowing your tent to pay a fully refundable deposit and that ensures that they bring their tent back and um in good in good nick so uh so there's no issues there but yeah so um the whole the whole process is automated you ask someone um someone ask if they can rent your tent and book in the dates that they want it a message is sent to you um you uh, either accept it or reject it and there's an opportunity there for to ask for an, a deposit before you accept or reject and talk to them so I would say, what are you using my tent for? Um, where are you taking it? Um, how many people are going to be sleeping it? And just make sure that it's right for their purpose. And then you accept it. They come and, and you negotiate the terms. They come and collect it or you deliver it to them. And at the end, it's returned. And um, and then uh, at the, the very last thing to do is the person who's borrowed it marks it as complete. And then the funds are released. That sounds fantastic. And... You know, I I think that from some for somebody that you know maybe doesn't want to camp that often, but just wants mm. to dip into that experience. I love the fact that what the sharing economy does here is really enable people to have an experience, and especially by the sounds of it, with these amazing bell tents, etc., <laughs> that would be out of reach for a lot of people. Because I know, um, you know, that these these are actually very expensive, aren't they? Yeah, they're really expensive. A really nice bell tent will cost you, I don't know, £900,000. And if you're only going to use it a couple of times, that's um, that's not a great return on your money or the energy that's being used to uh, make the tent and bring it to you. That's why I love, my, like I've got my first ever t- bell tent, it's called Beck's Bell Tent, and that's been probably rented out and slept in like um, over 50 times I should think um, and well loved and well used and people are still enjoying it um, and that's that's the beauty of it um, and the, the other thing I was going to say is it also if you're if you're renting something um, instead of owning something you can change the thing that you rent every time you use it 
and probably save money in the long, long run. Um, so if you're going on a little wild camping trip, then you want to re rent a really little lightweight tent that you can pop on your back and, and access, you know, our beautiful countryside, especially in Scotland, which I know you're in, and, and Wales, where you can't access that by car. But then if you want to go glamping or you're having a party in your back garden, then you'll want to rent, you know, a really nice big canvas bell tent and have all your friends and family around and, and get it all get the bunting out and have a lovely experience so every experience can be tailored to exactly your need it's not even a compromise to share it's better <laughs> mm -hmm. yes yes exactly yes um at the sharing economy global summit last year i was mm. lucky enough to be able to do a, a session with you which was really interesting because what it focused on for for those listeners that weren't actually there was the rise of purpose-led businesses in the sharing economy um, and a lot of people see that or think that a purpose-led business is one that is not interested in profit well obviously that's not the case um, and I wondered if we could actually sort of touch on that you know profit-led versus purpose-led and really what what's the difference and also really talk about where Tentshare fits into this and, and why it's a purpose-led business. Absolutely so um, yeah I'm really happy to talk about that so there does seem to be a, a, a new cohort of sharing economy business models that are purpose-led so big, the bigger you know uh, business models like Airbnb have proved that it can be a profitable um, business but and then others have come in and seen an opportunity which is much more purpose-led just like Tentshare so the thing you know the thing that I love about Tentshare is that um, I can demonstrate that people who use the Tentshare business uh, uh, platform can um, make money so they get 85% of the booking fee so if someone um, rents a tent out for 100 quid they're making 85 pounds which is which is not to be sniffed at, you know, especially in this day and age. Mm. So I'm not only we're looking after the community um, and the people in our local community. We're also keeping the wealth within the local community. And what that means is um, with a profit led business, the only way you measure success is through the profit. Mm -hmm. But the way that um, Tentshare me measures success is through the good that it's doing for the community in the fact that we can actually account for that. We can show that the people in the community are making money. And also with use intensity, your carbon emission for each item, your carbon emission is reduced every time you, you reuse an item. And so we can actually calculate now the carbon savings we are making um, as we're renting out items and using them. And so I can show um, and show. So what happens is because I'm concentrating on working for the community, I'm concentrating on reducing carbon and reducing waste going into the planet, but also profit, that the profit may be a slower may have a slower rise and that becomes a problem with investors and people who uh, would like to invest is that you can't see such a huge rise in um, the profit but it will come mm -hmm. because it's investing into the community 
and um, it's investing in investing into our planet, which means that it has a long term and a longevity about it. Um, and I think that's the way that it, um, a lot of our issues that today that we're facing um, are going to be solved with the sharing economy business model. Um, you know, if you apply the same principle to cars, if you get cars off the road and people start sharing them, then you are freeing up space. You are freeing up all sorts of things and reducing your carbon emissions um, but because you're not producing and making so many um, cars uh, that, to be on the road. Uh, so, yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah, my I thoughts around that. that. No, it's great. And I loved your description uh, at the, the summit last year of this triple bottom line. Oh, yes, the triple it's, bottom line. Yeah, yeah. the people, <laughs> planet and profit, which I think is, is really interesting. And actually, I think there's a growing trend from what I've read for investors to be more interested in purpose-led businesses because exactly. they can understand that they have more potential longevity um, especially as we move into you know difficult times uh, mm. in in the future, and the, and they are looking for, for for that. So I think that Tenshare is is really a great example of uh, you know uh, of this rise of purpose led businesses in the sharing economy, and it, it's great to see. And um, I'm really you know really intrigued to hear more about Tenshare and catch up in the autumn at the Global Summit and see how things are going for you and um, really to find out more about uh, everything you're doing and how the platform is growing and evolving. So I look forward to being able to introduce another session of yours in October, Rebecca. Thank you. Oh, I'd love that. And I'm looking forward to seeing you. Hopefully we'll see each other before that. But if not, we'll definitely see each other at the Global Summit. That'd yes. be great. You never know, maybe on a campsite. But um, yeah. yeah, let's go camping. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Rebecca, for being on the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning into the Platform Podcast. Be sure to check us out at marketplacerisk.com for information and resources to help startups launch, grow, and succeed. And follow us on social media at Marketplace Risk to stay up to date on all of our conferences, summits, virtual events, and more.